Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Are you full of joy? Why or why not? Today we're talking about Advent and we're talking about joy. For more on this, keep listening. I'm Ed Odegaard and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. Really appreciate you stopping by today. We are looking at week three of Advent at Church Public, and this week we're looking at joy. I hope that you continue along. If you missed the first couple of weeks, go back on the channel, on any of the podcast places, or YouTube for this if you want to see the video, and you can look at the previous weeks of Advent to see what we covered in those weeks. You can like, uh, send a review, subscribe, do all the things if you want to check out churchpublic.com if you're interested in supporting this ministry of this podcast, you can do that too. All right, let's go ahead and continue on in week three of Advent looking at joy. Advent, again, is a special season of hope and expectation, time to prepare for the coming of Christ, to reflect on the year that's passed, and to look forward to the promises of Christmas. And they're very exciting. That's why this week is joy. Advent has its roots in the Old Testament, and then it becomes a New Testament idea in Advent, the Latin word Adventus, meaning to arrive. Advent is a time to remember the promises of God, the promises he's made throughout history, and to look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ and say, in this case, joy to the world, just as you heard in the initial carol. Joy is at the heart of Christmas, and the reason joy is at the heart of Christmas is because the good news of great joy that Jesus came to this earth to save us. This week we learn that the only lasting joy is found in life through Christ. All other joy, sadly, is fleeting. It just doesn't last. The prophet Isaiah, he foretold the Messiah long before he, Jesus, arrived onto the earth. We'll look at that scripture in just a moment. But more than prophesying the birth of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Isaiah encourages people to greet the Savior with joy. I love this verse. Let's go ahead and read this together. You who bring good news to Zion, who go up on a high mountain, you who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, don't be afraid, say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Isaiah 40 verse 9. This joyful proclamation rings out through the hills, through the towns, saying, here is your God, here is Messiah, here is your Savior. Okay, I got to give a confession in this instance. I happen to be loud. It's just who I am. I don't mean to be. I really don't think about it that much, but unfortunately, this gets me in trouble sometimes. Maybe this is why I have this podcast ministry, because I just talk, and again, rather loudly. For instance, all throughout school, even into college, I was uh, asked to leave many libraries, more than I can remember at this point, and I wasn't trying to be rude or obnoxious. Apparently, I'm just loud, and I process out loud and I process verbally and so I say words or apparently just make sounds um, and libraries don't love that. Even to this day, I get elbowed with whoever is sitting next to me in church because apparently I listen too loudly. I am an active listener and I make sounds of affirmation or disagreement. I had one of my coworkers the other day look at me and say, I love when you are in the room when I'm presenting or giving, uh, giving a talk because I know I can count on you to tell me whether I'm doing really good in it or if I'm not. When I'm really engaged, <clears throat> I just can't help it. That's one reason I've spent so many years as a worship pastor, a teacher, 
um, and, and, and a presenter, public speaker. I, I just love that. I love to sing loud in response to what God has done. I love to make a joyful noise. I love to make a loud, joyful noise. That's just who I am. So we turn back to the Bible and we see that other people who found Jesus also interacted in a loud and rather joyful way. <clears throat> Mary is one of these. Here's what happened when Mary, Jesus' mother, went to see her cousin, John the Baptist's mother, Elizabeth. You see, at that time, Mary got ready and she hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Again, this is still Elizabeth talking. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. That's Luke 1, 39 through 45. That's Mary meeting Elizabeth and Jesus meeting John the Baptist while they're in the womb. There's two levels of joy happening here. First, there's the verbal outburst. In a loud voice, she, Elizabeth, exclaimed, man, I love this scene. Mary enters the house. John the Baptist, who is filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb, starts jumping for joy. Why? Because as Elizabeth puts it, Mary was the mother of her Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mary was Jesus' mother. John was in close proximity with Jesus, who had come to bring salvation for his people. And so John begins jumping for joy in his mother's womb. Isn't that just a fun story? So you have Mary, who was exuberantly joyful around Jesus. Then you have the shepherds. In Luke 2, we hear, that night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and on earth, peace to those with whom God is pleased or whom his favor rests, depending on your translation. <clears throat> when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. Luke 2, 8 through 15. What a great explosion of joy that Mary had, that the shepherds had, and then don't forget the wise men. After the wise men had heard the king, let's read their scripture, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Matthew 2, 9 through 10. Once again, they rejoiced to find the place where Jesus was born. Why did all of these people rush to find a baby born in a manger? Because this was obviously a special baby. You all know the story. This was about the Son of God, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. The whole story is about salvation. It's about salvation. Sometimes, at Christmas, we make it about us or make it about a cute little nativity story. But really, the reality of this story is you've not measured up to your calling to be perfect. You have sinned. You've fallen short. You've broken the relationship between you and God. And someone has to stand in the gap. Someone has to connect us back to God. On our own, we deserve punishment for our sins, Romans 3.23. But Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice that pays for your and my debts. 
Christmas is the beginning of the Easter story, believe it or not, and that changes our world forever. The death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. We'll talk more about that at another time. But the Messiah brings truth and justice. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, John 14, 6. And we need him because there is no other way. This is the story of our salvation. Jesus is the Messiah who had to come to bring salvation to his people. Salvation and joy belong together. And joy and Christmas belong together because Jesus came at Christmas to bring us joy, especially the joy of salvation. Jesus is the joy of our salvation. <clears throat> and joy brings forth praise. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. You should praise God every day for your salvation. Praise him for his amazing grace. Praise him for his great love in sending his son, Jesus, to be your savior. Praise him for his goodness, his kindness in forgiving your sins. Praise him for the miracle of the incarnation at Christmas that God the Son took on human flesh and was born into our world as a little baby. How will you show your joy this season? Are you filled with the joy of Christmas this season? You should be because God is good. Christ has come. Salvation is in Christ alone. Christmas is all about joy because joy comes from Jesus. And Christmas this year and every year is all about him. For Church Public, I'm Matt Odegaard. God bless, keep the faith, and of course, Merry Christmas. Thanks again for stopping by. I really appreciate you this year and every time. I hope this finds you well, and I hope you are celebrating Christmas and, and the joy that you find this Christmas. Go back and listen to the other Advent uh, ad episodes if you missed them, and I hope, as always, that you will have a Merry Christmas.